0: Welcome to Truth Jihad Audiovisual. I'm Kevin Barrett interviewing the most interesting people I can find from all over the world, preferably people who are telling the truth as they see it and have good reason to believe what they do. And there are plenty of people like that, and they're all pretty much being ignored or mischaracterized by the mainstream media. And one of the more uh, interesting folks I've had the pleasure of talking to over the years, and it's been many, many years now since I, I last talked to him, is Bishop Richard Williamson. He's a traditionalist Catholic bishop from the UK who has had all sorts of interesting run-ins with various kinds of gatekeepers in and outside of the church due to his habit of uncompromisingly speaking the truth as he sees it. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're in the religion business, that's what you're supposed to be doing, but hardly anyone is. Uh, It's really great to be talking to somebody who's walking the walk, and uh speaking god's truth so hey welcome bishop williamson thanks for coming on
1: my pleasure
0: well last time i had you on was i i was trying to remember exactly how many years ago i'm guessing seven or eight (laughs) something in along those lines and i believe we have an interview out there on the internet that may still be available discussing the holocaust issues and censorship around that and things like that but right now We're seeing a just genocidal massacre of people in Gaza, and of course it's being excused by all sorts of Holocaust references. The Israeli ambassador to the United Nations recently uh, wore a yellow star, and uh, it's hard to parody these people, but I wrote a satire in which he went on to get a concentration camp tattoo, and then to threaten the United Nations that he would gas himself if they didn't condemn Hamas. Um, it's reached that point where that the Holocaust has become an excuse for a new Holocaust. And I, I haven't seen anything, any statements from you yet about Gaza and Palestine. So I'm interested in hearing your take on that.
1: Excuse me. I'm liable to cough because I've been afflicted for, for a week now with this cough and it's making me croak like a frog and it still makes me cough. Um but I'll obviously speak as best I can. Um there was a recently on the YouTube a Jew speaking, Gideon Levi, very Jewish name, um at a New York Press Club maybe 10 years ago, something like that. And there must have been Israeli atrocities at that time. And he was asking at the beginning of his speech, he sets up very clearly a reasonable point of view. These Jews in Israel, who are normal human beings inside Israel, uh, leading apparently normal human lives, yet are committing these incredible atrocities. Which were then in 2015 and which have gone on ever since, and which have happened with regularity. Um, the Israelis apparently have an expression for these incursions by which they just go in with tanks and slaughter with people with nothing but rocks and stones. This this time the Arab against Hamas were better better armed than they have been. But how, how can they be armed? Because Israel controls everything that goes inside the Gaza prison camp. The prison camp is surrounded completely by a modern fence, electronic super technology, and nothing else can get through. Um, but, but in recent times, it appears that they, the, the Israelis, Deliberately allowed a pile of weapons to get inside Gaza, and then again, the Israelis apparently um, dropped their guard. The apparently, you know, the media report. One cannot trust a single thing that these vile media produce. They are just absolutely in the hands of the enemies of God. Um, Amen to that which are not only Jews, but which are predominantly Jews, because the Jews have a vision. Their vision is of themselves dominating the entire world. Um, But we'll come to that in a moment. Um, uh, They do have a vision, whereas the faithless, apostatizing Jews and non-Jews, mainly non-Jews, have got no vision at all. What is England today standing for? What are its values? The Conservative Party is is empty. The Labour is hardly any better. What vision is there except of swimming pools and supermarkets? That's the vision. You know, there's sheer materialism. And every time when the ancient vision of the Jews as the chosen race of God to lead and guide the humanity, the light of the nations, they were meant to be. Um, But ever since they crucified Christ, they are the darkness of the nations and the great cause of the suffering of the nations, which, of course, is part of God's plan. He uses them as a scourge to lay across the backs of of apostatizing mankind. Whenever mankind, turns away from god then god needs at hand a scourge to lay across people's backs so the life becomes so horrible that they come back to god because he didn't he didn't create this universe in order to populate hell he created it to populate heaven the whole thing is profoundly religious it turns on the crucifying of christ and the jews from then on, changing their mission from that of serving God to that of serving the devil, because the moment they, from the moment that they crucified Christ, they are determined to uh, become the servants of the devil instead of the servants of um, the servants of Christ. There's a line uh, Virgil in the Aeneid in Latin uh, hexameter. Um, Flectoris nequio superos mavebo. A friend, a classic, who was a good classicist, told me recently that he thinks is book seven. I don't know where it comes from exactly. In the Indian, book seven, where the Queen Juno is, is, is very upset. And she, since she can't move Jupiter, she's going to move the powers of hell to get what she wants if i'm unable to bend the higher powers i'm going to turn to acheron which is a river of hell so the meaning is if i can't get god to do what i want i'm going to go to hell i'm going to turn to the powers of hell to use them and that's what the jews did after they crucified christ instead of being the servants of god the prime servants of god which was their mission from the very beginning in order to be the cradle of the Messiah, who who was their purpose. The total purpose of the Old Testament was to create the the cradle and the personnel personnel to launch the Catholic Church, not just for the chosen race, but for the whole of mankind. For 2000 years from Abraham to Christ, they were the chosen people, chosen by God, how odd of God to choose the good Jews, said Hilei Bello. A funny little eight-word, eight four-rhyme poem. How odd of God to choose the Jews. Humanly speaking, that's so. Uh, divinely speaking, Almighty God knew exactly what he was doing and from all eternity. So he created the, this special race to, um so that by the end of 2,000 years, the Savior would be able to be born honor of a very, very exceptional mother, young mother, a maiden mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, he would also have apostles who would be Jewish. He would also have lay folk who would be Jewish. And it's Jews who launched the Catholic Church. And that was the purpose of their being the chosen race for the previous 2,000 years. It took 2,000 years to form, to give to enough good men is such a sense of the old religion that they would be able to derive from it the new religion. And um, that's what happened. Uh, If you read in the books of the Torah, uh, which is the five first books of the Bible, Genesis, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, I'm sorry. There's Le- Leviticus, De- Deuteronomy. There's one missing: Genesis, ex- Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Numbers. Numbers. yeah. Those five books are the Torah. They're meant. Tradition says they were all written by Moses. Um, uh, in those five books is the is the is the basis of the law. The rest of the Old Testament is developments from those five books in history and religion. But if you read those five books, you can see Moses laying down for vestments of the Old Testament, for architecture of the Old Testament, remarkable detail. In other words, God, through Moses, was teaching uh, 500 years after Abraham, 1,500 years before Christ. God, through Moses, was teaching Uh, The whole Jewish people, all descendants of Abraham, he was teaching the whole Jewish people um, how to have temples, how to have vestments, how to have incense. It's all there in great detail. In other words, Almighty God was forming a people who would give to mankind, be able to give to mankind, teach mankind, what Almighty God wants by way of temples, what he wants by way of vestments, I take him always those two clear examples, what he wants by way of ritual for the Jewish Old Testament religion, which was the religion, the one religion of God, before the New Testament. And the Old Testament was purely in order to prepare the New Testament. But
0: well, let well, me let know. me ask you something about the, the Old Testament there are, um, I, I'm a Muslim, by the way, and uh, my, I have Catholic ancestors and Catholic friends. And frankly, um, I, I wish uh, real Catholics like you only the best in, in restoring your faith in, in your home islands. Uh, but in terms of the Old Testament being inerrant scripture, I have a problem with that i've translated lauren guyano's book from yahweh to zion and there, the the way jews understand their their torah is much more very different from what you've just described uh, for instance uh, netanyahu um, whose father was ben zion netanyahu was a leader in changing the jewish expectation of their messiah who of course they, they rejected and reviled uh, Jesus, peace upon him, and awaited a, a military conqueror. But uh, according to Ben Zion Netanyahu, the change from religious Jews expecting God to bring them a Messiah uh, to the current form of Zionism, which is atheists and I would argue Satanists, saying we're going to become our own Messiah by shedding blood and going and taking over the world ourselves. That, that that process from Abarbanel who uh Zion Netanyahu wrote a, bu- a book on to today Bibi Netanyahu uh, uh, slaughtering the uh, the uh, people of Amalek and calling out uh, citing I believe Deuteronomy in saying you know basically you kill everyone kill the men women children babies and animals uh there are a number of parts of the uh the old testament that in islam we can say are distorted we believe that both uh, the old testament and the new testament to i would argue a much lesser extent have been distorted by human misunderstandings and it's hard for me to see how christians can find the old testament inerrant scripture with these kinds of passages about uh seemingly promoting genocide and other extremely uh psychopathic tribalistic passages that show a view of god that's the exact opposite of what christianity and indeed islam teaches
1: okay well it's it's not a bad idea to dwell on this question because it's precisely the difference it what's going on today is a war of religion all over the world, for God or against God, there is one and only one true God. He is God in three persons, and whoever refuses the Trinity of the Holy Trinity is refusing the real God. Our Lord, our Divine Lord, makes that very clear in the New Testament, especially the Gospel of St. John. Now, is God entitled to? Is the true God? entitled to give instructions to mankind? Surely yes. Mankind is sinful, weak, wants to do its things its own way, and easily offends the one true God. Okay. Um, Next question. How important is heresy? For liberals, for our modern civilization, heresy is is a non-starter. We are free We in our liberal culture don't believe in laying down the law for what anybody uh, says or thinks. We believe in freedom of the press, freedom of conscience, freedom of religion. We believe in a whole pile of of freedoms. And I don't know if you know the Jefferson Monument in Washington DC, but it's like built like a temple, substitute religion. And it has an inscription of one of his sayings Written in in granite or some pretty solid stuff, all the way, reaching all the way around the temple. Do you know that temple, of Jefferson?
0: Uh, yes, I I have seen it. Yes, but you're talking you about Monticello. The,
1: yeah. You remember the quote? Uh, I'm not Narsient, remind me. It's something like I'm not going to quote it exactly, but you can look it up on the internet. I swear, on the something of God, eternal enmity to any. Who would place restrictions upon the liberty of the human mind? I, I'm so sorry, that, that is the sense of it. Mm-hmm. It's not his actual words.
0: Yes, yes. It is
1: very clear yes. that, that Jefferson refused any control upon his thinking. He was entitled as a human being to think what he liked. That is pure liberalism. Pure liberalism. Liberalism, mm-hmm. I'm afraid, is the basic substitute religion of the United States and of the modern world. Absolutely. And of the modern world. Yes. Okay. Well now given that, then heresy is of no importance. You can you can blaspheme God how you like, you can you can uh refuse him your adoration or worship just as you like. You can do what you like to worship whoever you do worship on on your feast days. You can go through the Ten Commandments and you can you don't have to pay, you don't have to obey any one of the Ten Commandments. Now, that is a modern way of life. It's a crazy way of life. It's a sick way of life because it's denying the very existence of Almighty God, of the yes. one true and almighty God. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, the Jews were being drawn out, the chosen race was being drawn out of paganism by Abraham quitting the land of the Chaldees and going to uh, uh, quitting Ur of the Chaldees and being taken towards the promised land, uh, settling in Palestine, uh, unless I'm mistaken. Um, And there, Abraham uh, was told, stay clear of the Gentiles. Why? What's this exclusivism from the very start of the chosen race? The answer is the chosen race was chosen in order to be apart from the rest of mankind, in order to be a light and a leader and something superior to the rest of mankind, which all makes sense, because eventually this race is going to be the launching pad for the New Testament, which is the purpose of Abraham. The Jews don't like that idea at all. They absolutely refuse that the, the Old Testament is only for Jesus Christ that, that well, they, they, they don't like
0: they don't like the uh, uh, the fact that Muhammad a non-jew uh was the last prophet either that's almost worse for them in some ways
1: um well they weren't well, I will leave we'll, we'll pass, pass, pass that for the moment but it's concentrate on the Jews because they're the ones who are causing the trouble in Palestine today. Yes. But um, the, Jew, the 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 therefore the Lord was very strict, and He said, "Don't marry any of their girls, and don't let any of you men marry any of their girls." Right? That's a strict instruction from the Lord God to the Jews. The Jews had instructions to separate themselves because they got a special mission. That mission was Jesus Christ. Okay. Now, mankind is 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 naughty. It's sinful. And therefore, over the next, from Abraham through to Christ, there are at least four state four new ages of the world. Um, next after Abraham, the, the, there comes the age of uh, Moses, who was about five hundred years difference. Actually, four hundred and thirty, but about five hundred. That's much easier to remember that way. Abraham two thousand, Moses fifteen hundred. Moses the, was also had the law, brought the law, the Mosaic law. And Jews have ever since been very good lawyers. Um, and they're keen on the law. They believe in the law. Uh, Torah is a word meaning the law, unless again I'm mistaken. Um, and then after Moses, the Jews must have been backsliding since Abraham. And therefore, the law is to get the Jews back into shape. Okay, that shape, the about another 500 years, when again, the Jews need um, a, a revival, an uplift, and that is the construction under King Solomon of the first temple. Then about another 500 years later, the Jews have developed the Sadducees and the Pharisees who we know from the gospel, and another great religious reformer is needed and that is Ezra, about the year 500. Ezra rallies the Jewish people, and they repent of their sins, and they are resolved to obey the law. You can read it all in the Old Testament, books of Ezra and Nehemiah. And then the Jews... Um, I beg your pardon, i backtrack a little. The Jews were so backsliding by the time of uh, Ezra, that they had to be punished by God in a special way with the Babylonian captivity, 70 years in captivity, conquered by Nebuchadnezzar and prisoners in Babylon. And uh, that was a punishment because the Jews were such backsliders. And they're, they're repeatedly called in, in scripture a hard necked people. Nevertheless, they certainly had qualities because by 2000, by 2,000 years after Abraham, they are capable. What other race can you think of or people under the face of the moon uh, on this earth who would be capable of producing a Blessed Virgin Mary? What other race has ever produced anybody comparable, remotely comparable with the Blessed Virgin Mary? But the Jews did it, obviously, with the help of God and with the help of his miracle of the immaculate conception. Nevertheless, there was a significant contribution of Our Lady herself. Has any other woman of any other time hit such a high as she?
0: Well, why did today's so, Jews revile her?
1: You see, because she's the mother, the very dear, very close, very beloved mother of Jesus Christ himself. And he, she was... His mother, she was the only maiden uh, pure enough and and virtuous enough to to be his mother. And she was very specially prepared by our God for that. but, But she was prepared in the frame of the Jewish people. And it was Jews who occupied Galilee, who occupied Nazareth, who occupied Bethlehem, who occupied Jerusalem. It was all Jewish at that time. But... There is the, the, the New Testament being prepared from inside this faithfulness of the Jews down the 2,000 years, at least a minority faithful, enough minority faithful enough to be able to act as the human instruments for God to launch the New Testament. Okay, the Jews reject him because, as you said a few moments ago, because he's not uh, the great general that they want the military leader that they want to zap and to zonk the Roman occupiers of Palestine and to place Ju- uh, Judea Ju- uh, Israel once again at the head of the nations. Mm-hmm. We are the elite. God gave a, gave us much but he it got he got the Messiah completely wrong. The Messiah of course is a spiritual leader. He's the king of hearts, not the knave of clubs. Mm-hmm. The knave is a bad guy. Clubs are, people things would wish to hit people over the head. But what the Jews wanted was a messiah and what they believed in as messiah. They were so corrupt by the time Jesus arrived that what they wanted was a knave of, club, of clubs and not a king of hearts. Our Lord had no intention to be anything himself except, except the divine king of human hearts. And that he was, And as he said, once I am lifted up on the cross, I will draw all men to me. And from all of mankind, ever since, he's been drawing Catholics and Catholics, a number of Catholics that backslide and fall into hell, but also a number of Catholics who live up to what our Lord required and what he died for so that they could go to heaven.
0: Bishop, when you say Catholics, uh, do you strictly delineate delineate sort of a, a the catholic church with its bureaucracy as we know it now would it could that include eastern orthodox people could that include people uh, who are nominally of other denominations and so on how, how strictly are you defining that term
1: pretty strictly because um it's always a human split off from the catholic church the orthodox split off in about uh, 1004 I'm sorry, I, I should know. I said 1,054, 1,052 around the year 1,000. The Orthodox were all. Right,
0: Right, right. But but the, the, the historical accounts I've read make me sympathize more with the Orthodox. Frankly, I mean, wasn't there tremendous corruption involved in in the uh, western on the western side more so than the eastern side?
1: If if people, I don't know, I don't think it's true. Uh, it would you would need to look carefully at the record. A study objectively the record. uh, Hey, wherever you've got human beings, you've got original sin, all right? That's a given for a Catholic. It's not a given for the modern world. Mm -hmm. The modern world thinks, and this is Vatican II, just because you're you're a human being, you've got a tremendous human dignity. That's a Mm half-truth. There is a great dignity amongst all of God's creatures, the human being, being both material and spiritual, is quite special he has two grades of being above him who are purely spiritual angels and god he has got three grades of material beings underneath him animal vegetable mineral from the bottom mineral vegetable animal he is number four so to speak if you start from the bottom one two three uh, then uh, the four five will be the angels six would be the almighty god uh, he's the only creature that combines matter, matter and spirit. And that does give him, a, amongst all the material creatures, that does give him a, a special dignity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus Christ died, not for the angels, grade two, but for human beings, grade three. Again, that looks a little mysterious. And they say that if the, a third of the angels, or something like a third of the angels, fell, led by misled by Lucifer, it's because they were too proud to accept a man belonging to a grade very inferior to them as angels. The angels are purely spiritual. Man is also messed up with matter, through which original sin works to quite an extent. Um, That's exactly what the Quran says. That the man is messed up by matter.
0: Well, got to yeah, be very clear yeah matter. yes. And that and the, the angels that rebelled did so precisely because the shaitan, al-babilah, Uh, complained uh, to God and and said, how can you be creating this creature out of mud who's going to be shedding blood on the earth? And then God said, well, I know more than you do. And then the shaitan insisted uh, and and wouldn't wouldn't bow down and accept that. And so God then sent him to be a test for for humanity.
1: So be it. Um, Your telling of Islam while you're asking me about Catholicism, but um, <laughs> well, it's an interfaith dialogue. <laughs> there's, there is, of course, anyway, from the Kelly point of view, um, truth is exclusive, and you don't, you, 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 truth excludes contradictions. Any contradiction, one truth cannot contradict another. That's in the natural truth, that's obvious. One of them must be a lie or a counter truth, call it a lie. Um, you cannot have tr- one true religion which accepts that Jesus Christ is God and another true religion that denies that Jesus Christ is God. Mm-hmm. That's basic. It's basic to thinking. It's basic to reality. You cannot find contradiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, one con- uh, In the whole of yes. creation, you cannot find One contradict, two two truths, both of which are true, but which contradict one another. Yes, I agree with that too. Yes. Okay. Okay, very good. Well then, um, if the Catholic religion states uh, Jesus Christ is the second person of the Holy Trinity, therefore he is God, this man walking as a man on the face of the earth was at the same time God, that's a truth you may not believe it but, but catholic says that's a the truth then for a catholic who, who's got who's got his mind straight any religion that any and all religions that deny the divinity of Jesus Christ are false
0: that's right so we have to admit that there is a, a very significant important difference on that particular issue however it sounds like uh islam and catholicism have very, very similar views of a long list of other things, including that issue of the rebellion of the angels that you just brought up. And so it's possible that people we feel are mistaken uh, about one uh, thing might be right about
1: something else. We're, we're oh, bother. Alan, I've swiped something and it's. Um, well, you're,
0: you're still broadcasting just fine.
1: Sorry about this.
0: That's, I uh, know. Uh, hold no on. Uh, okay. Guess I I could keep uh, talking. I
1: can, hear, I can hear very well. We, okay. we can go audio, but I'm I'm losing the I swiped across because it was a piece of dust. On the computer. I see. Okay, we're
0: gonna get some technical assistance here, restoring uh, Bishop Williamson's connections. And uh there game. we are. Game. Okay, now I can
1: see you again. Okay. Back. This is all of this is background necessary because these are radical differences between, this is kind of the basic difference between the two contesting forces in the world today, the remains of Catholicism, which was battered by Vatican II. Mm -hmm. And Vatican II adopted, you know, think what you like, believe what you like, Mm -hmm. because you're a dignified human person. So Mm -hmm. even if you say two or two or five, you're still dignified. And you're a great chap because you're because you're a human being. Right. Not the, the, the
0: Unitarians are even worse, by the way. Uh, one reason I'm a Muslim, not a Unitarian. The Unitarians have atheist
1: ministers now. Uh, so be it. Uh, the, the, the the varieties of human folly are never-ending. <laughs> um, yeah. I think a psalmist says that. that the, the number of fools is infinite. Stultorum infinitus est numerus. I don't know which psalm it is. But um, human folly has no limits, virtually no limits, except that when it gets too much, Almighty God can intervene to put an end to it. Okay, um, if, if according to his wisdom, sometimes people need to be punished by their folly. And then he will leave them their folly, like the two First World Wars, and so on. In any case, let's not lose the thread. The thread is that there are two, two ways of thinking. And one is to think and the other is to dissolve thinking the other the second way is to say it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you believe the first way says truth absolutely matters this jesus christ was the son of god is the son of god um in heaven now um appearing as he wishes where he wishes but he is always god he's intrinsically god it's not as though he ever became conscious of being god he was immediately in the moment he was conceived in Mary's womb, he was—he knew that he was God and the Messiah. And all of this modern talk of his coming to know that he's Messiah is stupid nonsense, like so much of what so-called, a lot of so-called Catholics today think. Okay. On the other hand, you've got this very strict thinking which corresponds to reality. There's only one reality which surrounds all of us. There's a lot of things in reality but the reality which makes all of these things real is one. And if mm-hmm. you and I concentrate on the same reality, that thought is going to unite us. Whereas if we all believe that that, that um, I, my mind does not seize, grasp reality outside me, which is modern philosophy, which is utterly sick and crazy, Descartes, yeah. Kant, and yes. um, Hume, Berkeley, Locke, and all of those people. Modern philosophy is stupid and it's wicked. Um, because almighty God is undoubtedly giving to those intelligent men, light enough to see that they're way off track. But these philosophers, quote unquote, want to separate themselves from reality. They want to get free of God's reality. And so they pretend that reality comes from inside my own mind, which is called idealism and which is nonsense. Um, Of course, reality is all all around me. Um, every man puts on his trousers one leg at a time Mm -hmm. as has been well said Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) it's a very simple example Uh, the reality the one reality which surrounds us all in this material world made for us to occupy until we we deserve to go to heaven if we deserve to go to heaven Um, it's one reality so that truth corresponds to that reality Truth in my mind consists in my mind corresponding to the to the objective reality. Mm-hmm. My subjective mind corresponding to the objective reality. That's when there is truth in my subjective mind. Mm-hmm. So that's truth. So truth is measured by reality, and reality is also is objective, it's outside me, it's extra mental, it's not a creature of my mind. All these are basic ideas which the modern world has blown up, has blown to smithereens. Yeah, Uh, well. Now you've got uh, walking up and down every street in every city in in the whole wide world, millions and millions of people who've got the dopey idea that their mind is making the reality around them. What can you do with such people?
0: Right. I I, I don't know whether to even bring this up, but there's always the possibility that reality is not... Uh, basically material, that is the material part of reality, the material aspect could be an epiphenomenon of a uh, more primordial level, which is uh, ideas and meaning, not material. Uh, And in fact, I actually uh, adhere to that myself, uh, which is why I brought it up.
1: Well, ideas ideas do not control reality. They are truth if they correspond to reality, but reality is basically instrumental. God gives us this objective framework, material and spiritual, in which to live because there are just as much spiritual truths and spiritual lies as there are material truths and material mm-hmm. lies. Yes. Not all truth is material. Yes. Material is a very easy criterion to go by
0: mm-hmm. because
1: I can touch some material reality I can touch. Spiritual ideas are more easy to fool around with because mm-hmm. they don't have an outside check. An yes. easy, visible outside check. So yes. ideas, uh, to the point came when some, when stupid modern souls decided that their ideas not only were drawn from reality but made reality. Which means that, which is why so many people today are crazy. Hmm. And yeah. for instance, the Jews, um, the Jews now murdering thousands and thousands of Palestinians as they've done down the ages. Um, are corresponding to a false idea in their heads, and they're imposing that idea on reality. And to impose that idea on reality, they're murdering these Philistines. Philistine Palestine—you can recognize a connection. And and the this is one of the, uh, the, the, the this is a a basic cause of what's going on in in, Phil, in Philistia in Palestine. Mm. A basic cause. Is what ha- is Ismail and Isaac. Read the Old Testament, and you can see that Abraham is had a lawful wife, Sarah, and he and she couldn't give him a son, or it's seen that she couldn't, and so he turned to his slave a woman, a woman slave, Agar. Agar gave him a son named Ismael. But after that, Sarah, by a miracle of God, conceived Isaac in her womb. And gave to Abraham his son, his lawful son Isaac. Understandably, the mother, uh, the, the true mother Sarah of the true son um, Isaac, got Abraham to throw out the slave woman Agar with her slave son Ishmael. Understandably, Ishmael and Agar must have had a big grudge against Abraham because he threw them out because Agar had been being set up, I'm sorry, uh, Ismail had been being set up to be the heir of Abraham and the privileged heir of Abraham and the whole heritage of Abraham would go not through Isaac and the Israelites, but it would go through uh, Ismail and the Arabs. Hence the deep, deep, deep enmity between the Jews and the Arabs. It goes back to Ismail and Isaac. You, and you, they talk they talk you hear people today talking as though a two-state solution in Palestine would be the solution would would solve all the problems. It's a lovely dream, but I'm afraid you could set up the two to the two station the two the two people uh, you know what I mean the two-state solution in Palestine, the enmity would go on in well one let,
0: let, let me quickly question that because historically, since the establishment of Islam uh, in the vast majority of the territories where Islam has been, been established, that is where the rulers were Muslims, Jews and of course Christians uh, generally prospered. They, generally the Jewish and com- Christian communities in Islamically ruled lands have been more prosperous than the Muslims themselves and Jews in particular uh, had relatively few problems with Muslim rulers throughout history. And in fact, sometimes connive with them as with the the, uh, oh. in the Muslim invasions of Spain uh, when the, the Visigoths were overthrown, thanks to Jews and uh, and I think some dissident Christians working with Muslims. Same thing happened to the Byzantine Empire, actually. The Muslims became well known for being just arbiters between all of the squabbling sets. But Jews didn't have problems with Arab Muslims throughout most of history. So I think your theory rests on mythology rather than history.
1: I'm sorry, uh, I'm afraid that the proper study of the facts does not say what you're saying. Uh, I can't prove it in three minutes and I'm not going to shift your religious convictions uh, in three hours. Um, but we'll have to leave it at that because we, where you started was with God's and and what's going on in Gaza today. Let me jump forward, because uh, it's very clear that the Jews can't live with Christians. Uh, It's very clear down history. Do you know the book, Maurice Pinae, Plot Against the Church? Do you know that book?
0: I've I've heard
1: of it. I haven't read it. Okay, fair enough. Um, I might gently recommend it, but that's entirely up to you. Um, because it's the history of Jewish persecution of the church down all the ages.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm I'm aware of some of that history. I translated Guyanos from Yahweh to Zion.
1: The Jews cannot leave Jesus Christ alone, and they cannot leave the continuation of the incarnation of Jesus Christ, which is the Catholic Church. The Jews cannot leave the Catholic Church alone. At Vatican II, the Jews were highly influential in distorting Catholicism to the point that today it is, the Catholic Church is, is virtually unrecognizable. It's still It subsists still, the structures are still in place, the structure of authority is still in place, but the structures are completely rotted with modernism, which is basically idealism. And the structures have lost truth. So that there's still authority, functioning or is seeming to function in the church, but is functioning without its purpose, which is the truth. Authority is imposing the new false religion, the new false Catholicism, the mock Catholicism on Catholics all over the church. Take, for instance, Pope trying to trying to ban absolutely the true sacrifice of the mass, which is the continuation of our redemption by means of the holy sacrifice of the mass. I'm jumping a lot of tracks. You don't have to accept things I'm saying, but this I, is I accept a lot one. of them.
0: <laughs>
1: the vast yeah, majority, yeah. actually. You 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 pick and choose exactly as you mm-hmm. like, um, but in any case, what's going on in in Palestine today? I, I I did quote a few several minutes ago, half an hour ago. I quoted a speech which can be found on the internet, made I think in uh, 2015 in New York by a New York Jew named Gideon Levi. And Gideon Levi finished towards the end of his speech, which is very interesting. Um, Jews can are certainly capable of seizing truth when they want to, when they want to. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, to Christians or to uh, Arabs, uh, they don't want to get, get the truth. They, they, their, their wills push their minds where they want their minds to be pushed. In any case... Um, This Gideon-Levi gave an ABC for why and how apparently normal and decent citizens can slaughter people like the Philistines, like the Jews slaughter the Philistines. And it's happened, obviously, ever ever since 1948 when the State of Israel was established, um, and Jews call it. I have a, an, an, a Hebrew word for it, which I don't know, mowing the lawn, so that, you know, to go in and slaughter millions of Palestinians, thousands of Palestinians, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians, is just like somebody going out and mowing his lawn. Imagine, imagine the mentality. Okay, what explains that mentality? Gideon Levi says, A, B, C. a we are the chosen race. Therefore, we can do what we don't. And it's that consciousness that for 2000 years, they were the chosen ones of God. That consciousness that that in their mind gives them the right to do what they like with all the other races of mankind.
0: Now, what what do you think about could they could could antichrist be Zionist? That is. The Jews, as you say, rejected Christ, they reviled Christ, they reviled Mary, they've, as you say, been working against Christianity all this time, and rejecting the truth of God. And today, we have them even rejecting that part of their religion that says we need to wait for our Messiah. Will and now they say, we will be our own Messiah by going and committing genocide. Uh, And we're going to tear down the Al-Aqsa Mosque Hmm. and put up a blood sacrifice temple to usher in the new Messiah. To me, that new Messiah would be the Antichrist,
1: wouldn't he? I don't know. Uh, There's a lot of things about the Antichrist that I honestly don't know. I know what St. Paul says of him, which is the word of God and scripture. That is the most reliable thing or things that I know about the Antichrist. But there's a lot more that I don't know about him. Our Lady of Salette, appearing to two little French children in 1846, said some more things about the Antichrist that he will be the one moment. The the, um, I'm sorry, I won't say because I'm going to get it wrong. I need to be absolutely precise in what she said, but she added details which I can't even remember. So. If I I can't remember details that have got a pretty high authority behind them, all the more I can't remember details which have next to no authority behind them. Uh, uh, So, so, um, I don't know. But in any case, the Jews definitely want to, as you say, seize Temple Mount. They definitely want to destroy the temple, the present Temple, the present Mohammedan Temple on Temple Mount. They definitely want to build the third temple. Um, They tried under Julian the the Apostate in the 300s after Christ. It didn't work because um, there was a miracle of balls of fire coming out of the earth and absolutely preventing the workers from building that temple. But Julian the Apostate wanted to do it. Uh, It's despite God and to mock Christ. He he failed. I don't know whether the Jews will succeed in building the third temple, but boy, do they want to. And they already have all the, one hears, they already have all the utensils necessary for recreating the ritual. Now, they cannot, they cannot recreate the Jewish priesthood because the Jewish priest was a priest back in the time of the Old Testament, not by any ordination, but only by his race. If he belonged to the tribe of Levi, whether he wanted to or not, from his birth, he was a priest. If he was a male, a male who uh, of the tribe of Levi, he was automatically a priest. They can't reproduce that because the files held in the temple by the Jews with the genealogy of all the Jews were destroyed with the temple. And therefore, a lot of Jews today call themselves Levi, Gideon Levi, for example. But uh, I don't know whether... The priests in the recreated Jewish worship, which the Jews, are, which Zionist Jews are dreaming of, back in the Third Temple in Jerusalem, which is going to be the headquarters of the world, the new world order, will have as its capital Jerusalem. This is their dream. Um, uh, whether they will succeed in rebuilding building of the Third Temple is, is any, any, anybody's guess. God knows, uh, and I don't know, and a lot of people don't know.
0: Is the Freemasonic uh, Freemasonic obsession with the temple due to Jews' control of Freemasonry?
1: Yes. Jews molded Freemasonry. Jews created Freemasonry. Jews created Freemasonry in the 1700s. It, it was launched in London, 1717. Uh, they created Freemasonry because they were still forbidden to take any leading part in post-Christian or post-Christian society. The Protestant countries still had something against the Jews. The wisdom of Christian Europe, of Christian civilization had been to keep the Jews under check, in check and not allow them to penetrate into influential posts of society where they would poison the Christian society, and make it Jewish. Today, what we've got is um, the Jews penetrating the Catholic Church and bending it to their wishes and to their religion, to their refusal of Christ, completely un-Catholicizing the Catholic Church. It's a feat. They have gifts. They have extraordinary gifts. God gave them, from Abraham to Christ, gifts, such gifts, in order that they would be able to preserve themselves and survive amidst all of the hostile world around them. And part of the reason why the whole world was hostile was because the the rest of the world, the pagan world, uh, saw that the Jews despised them as subhuman. Now, Almighty God never intended the Jews, the Israelites, to despise the rest of mankind, but human nature is what it is. And human nature being what it is, then the Jews arrived at at this incredible scorn and hatred of the rest of mankind, which we see in action in Israel today. Mm -hmm. That has been Jews down the ages. Mm -hmm. When they are under control, like they were under the Romans, when they are under control so that they couldn't crucify Jesus, without going through but the, governor, the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, only he had just gladi, the right to execute criminals. Um, they, uh, sorry, I've lost the thread for a moment. When they um,
0: the Jews were under control under the Romans?
1: when that, That's it. When they were under control, when they are under control for their own good, to stop them committing appalling sins like today, where the, which, which are going to send them to hell for eternity, where they will be according to their own wish, because at least they will be free to go on hating, cursing and blaspheming against Christ and against God, which is what they will do in hell. But it's nevertheless not pleasant to be in hell, even if you are free to be proud and free to leave God. It's not pleasant, but that's what they want. That's what they're doing. That's what they're acting on, and that's what's going to be the result of so many of them committing such grave sins in Gaza. But um, when they're under control for their own good, because they're stopped from wreaking all the evil that they want to wreak against Christ and against the Church, then, then they can be, then they will not be in power in positions of influence. They will not be admirals or generals, or key politicians, editors, or top lawyers. They will be stopped from from occupying posts where they can influence and poison the Christians. That you see in documents of the Pope through centuries and centuries, how the Catholic Church needs to keep an eye on and to keep under control the Jews for their own good. They're human beings, God created them. He meant them to go to heaven. There are always amongst the Jews, decent exceptions, decent men who don't agree with what's going on in Gaza today, for instance. But let's come back to Gideon Levi, because if there's one thing that, that might be retained from tonight, amidst a cloud of things, ABC, Gideon Levi's ABC, it's a smart Jew, one, the, we are the chosen race, and we therefore can do as we like. That was never true, not even in the Old Testament was that true. They were the chosen people in order to do what God likes. Now, God liked exterminating the pagans, as you say, man, woman, and child, because if he didn't, the pagans would corrupt the Jews. They corrupted them enough as it was. You've got cases where the Jews begin fornicating or marrying foreign foreign girls or pagan girls, and they get they go corrupt. The Greeks got inside Judaism uh, shortly before Christ's incarnation, the, the War of the Maccabees, and so on. Um, so there's a permanent opposition in in Scripture, in the New Testament, in Ephesians, the Epistle of Ephesians, chapter two. St. Paul teaches that the one, the cornerstone that will be able to reconcile the two walls and make the two walls hold together, the cornerstone on which will rest the corner where the two wheels meet is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ alone can resolve the problem between Jews and Christians. That's that's tough teaching for the Jews, obviously, but it's true. He's God. He is God. No Jew has ever been God. Mary has been the mother of God, which is the very closest that any human being ever has come or ever will come to our divine Lord. But she's still not God. And, and Catholics don't treat her as God, in brackets. Back to Gideon and Levi. One, we are the chosen race, therefore we can do as we like. B, number two, We are the victims. Out of 80 countries, they've been expelled. And they cannot see, they cannot see that it's their own fault. 80 different countries down, more than 80 different countries down, down these 2,000 years since the crucifixion, they've been expelled from one country after another. And it was very wise to expel them. They were expelled by, I think it was Edward I in England, and that was was a very peaceful and glorious time for England. They were expelled from Spain by the uh, Los Reyes Catholicos in the 1400s. They've been expelled wherever they go, wherever they settle. It happened again recently, one read somewhere, I think somewhere in America, They, they were invited in by the local village or something like that. I don't have the details in my head. And again, the the, the village kicked them out because they they often act like the serpent that you keep in your you keep in your breast. You nurse it, you look after it, but then it bites you and you die. The scorpion and the frog. Scorpion are crossing the river, and and so on and so on. So. Um, but they turn it all around in their own minds, because remember their minds are master of reality and not reality master of their minds. Mm-hmm. A Catholic is objective. he's going to be he's going to submit his mind to the reality of God. He's not going to take a lot of time submitting it to an insignificant reality like a little medicine or a book, but he's going to submit his mind to the important realities laid down by the Catholic Church for him to submit his mind to. And he's if he denies any of those realities set apart by the church to be believed, he's gonna be a heretic. And a heretic does, does tremendous damage. That's why you have these texts in the Old Testament where the Lord God is so strict because the least little conniving with paganism is going to infiltrate into the Jewish body, the body of Jews, and it's going, to, it's going to corrupt them, whereas they have got to preserve themselves or preserve, as it turned out in history, a significant minority to launch the New Testament, which is the purpose of the Old Testament.
0: In terms okay. of the, the evil of paganism, do you agree with the sort of Rene Girard interpretation that paganism is always based on a scapegoating mechanism and human sacrifice?
1: Honestly, I, I don't know. I'd have to think about it, but um what was true of paganism, the archaeologists find the child sacrifice, yes, child sacrifice. Now that's something the modern world can understand. The evil of heresy, they can't understand. And yet it's heresy that's behind the child sacrifice. That Satan is God, for instance, not God, not God is God, but Satan is God. That this world is run by an evil power, that this world is under the power of evil, and therefore life is trash. Therefore, uh, we are being urged on. We will, we will slaughter, and we will we will ex- we will feed off the innocence which we will destroy. We will destroy the innocence of the little children off which we feed. Pedophilia, politicians today rife rife with it um that's the, the, the diabolism is in the Psalms also one of the Psalms which are well worth reading uh, one of the Psalms uh, talks about child sacrifice explicitly and it's it's an, an example of how wrong the pagans can go mm-hmm. but but error in action is all is always followed by error uh I'm sorry error in doctrine is always followed by error in action therefore the child sacrifice, is followed by heresy of one kind or another, deeply embedded in these pagans' minds, and they are unconvertible. God knows that they're unconvertible. Therefore, they've got to perish every single one. If one of them, if one, if the children are innocent, God knows that. If the wives, some of the wives are innocent, God knows that. If some even of the men are innocent, God knows that. If there's a great slaughter, it's for the good of for the common good of life on earth. That the heretics be gotten rid of so that they're not going to contaminate and infiltrate stained parts of humanity which are still capable of going to heaven. Once a soul is makes itself by its choice of evil incapable of going to heaven, it's apt to be, it's apt to be exterminated. In fact, to exterminate it before it can live to the age of 18. If to exterminate it at the age of 40 before it could live to the age of 80 is to stop it having to pay in hell for 40 years of crimes. The sooner these Jews invading Gaza get themselves killed, the better for each of them because it will stop them as members of the IDF, for instance, from committing a lot more crimes, war crimes.
0: Right. That, that's a difficult view for many modern people to understand.
1: Of course, they don't believe in hell, they don't believe in God, they don't believe in justice, they don't believe in objective reality, their minds have been cut from reality, their minds are completely adrift, which is what they want, because as soon as I stop believing in heaven and hell, I can behave how I like. If I have no more fear of hell, I've got no more fear of mortal sin, I can do what I like. The Ten Commandments are evaporating. Are, are evaporating. But so this people is, choose
0: this view that you're propounding is is. Um, where does it lead if the okay the slaughter of the pagans, including some innocent pagans, is necessary uh, or, or for the good greater good? But to what ex- <laughs> then we look around at, at the world today being so completely lost, as you've accurately described. Um, one would begin to wonder whether some sort of holocaust that wiped out most of the human species wouldn't be at least as appropriate as the sorts of slaughters that you're um, saying are, are for the greater good.
1: What is coming is a great chastisement upon today's mankind. We don't know the timetable. Almighty God keeps himself the calendar because if he told us the date on which He would, he's going to step into chastise all mankind eliminating a large part of humanity the good with the bad or the the good with the bad sparing neither priests nor cat nor nor laity meaning Catholics um and leaving humanity in such a state that the the living the, the survivors will Envy the dead that's what's coming and that's the answer to your question or to what you say. God is not fooled, and he is just. And people sort of say, if if he's just, he'd soon have to be apologizing to Sodom and Gomorrah for blasting him with fire, fire and brimstone. Because we, we, Pius twelfth died in 1958, and before he died, obviously before he died, he said, the state of mankind today is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. Pius XII, a serious man, a, definitely a Catholic pope, Um, not speaking like a journalist, says the state of mankind today is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. And one reason for that is that Sodom and Gomorrah could not rat on Jesus Christ because he had not yet taken flesh. He was not yet on earth. Whereas today, the whole of mankind is despising Jesus Christ. The whole of mankind, except, of course, for rare and noble exceptions. Um, which there are always a faithful remnant. In tomorrow's chastisement or the day after's chastisement, there will be survivors, but they will be so desolate, says our lady, in an apparition of hers in Mm. 1973 in Japan, they will be so desolate that they will enter the dead. Well, that's a a very
0: uh, bleak note to... And uh, our discussion on, I, I'm going to be speaking with Dr. E. Michael Jones uh, fairly soon, uh, who probably shares many, a great many of your views, even more than I do. <laughs> but uh, so do you have any words of encouragement for those Absolutely. who are willing to put their, their faith in God and yes. follow that path?
1: Absolutely. Uh, see, Gideon Levi, see you very fast. Um, the Palestinians are subhuman. Therefore, one can treat them like sewer rats, which is what the the Jews are doing. How can they arrive at that conviction? How can they arrive at such a conviction? God knows. It is a mystery how human beings can arrive at such a contempt for their fellow human beings. But that is the case. It follows on A and B. uh, We are the chosen race. We are the victims. And hence this myth of the Holocaust, of the six million. Deliberately killed by Hitler in gas chambers, one, two, three, uh, one false, two false, three false. Six million false. Gas chambers false. Uh, deliberate policy of extermination false. But they And, and, are, and that,
0: that's the new religion. It, we can't but just by saying that, you yes. just made this interview impossible to put on YouTube. <laughs> Which is okay.
1: Uh, you could you could <laughs> cut it out. No, no,
0: point. I don't do that. I, I and I not only that, I don't think you're necessarily wrong about that. Uh, I've looked into it enough to know that your views are utterly plausible, and the people who are trying to silence you are just undercutting their own case.
1: okay. In, in, words, a few words of encouragement. Um, firstly, nobody is bound to go to hell. He's got free will. If he wants to go to the one true heaven of the one true God, he always can until the day he breathed his last. Two, there are many good people today in all kinds of religions or, or divisions of the Catholic Church. You've got a rainbow of Catholics from nearly liberals to nearly pagans uh, uh, on both uh, nearly, any, you've got a, a rainbow of Catholics. Catholicism has been splintered and divided tremendously by being infiltrated by lies. Um, many but not all of which come from Jews because the Jews have this ancestral hatred of Christ who stripped them of their temple, of their priesthood, of their sacrifice, and especially of their status as the chosen race. So all of that. Then, um, encouragement. Uh, Anybody can go to heaven if they want. What Our Lady says in the same message in which she speaks of a fire falling from heaven, and eliminating a large part of mankind. Uh, What she says in the same message is, pray the rosary. And a non-Catholic can pray the rosary. Mm. That's what she says. Mm. Because the rosary is a very simple and humble prayer. Uh, It goes through Mary. It doesn't go to Mary. It goes through Mary to her son. Just like all petrol poured into a funnel goes straight into the can beneath you can't there's not a drop wasted if you use a funnel there's not a drop wasted if you don't use a funnel there might easily be a drop wasted. so a mary is like a funnel directing all devotion to her through straight through to her son she's empty of herself so no people don't need to be worried about adoring adoring a human creature instead of god no everything that goes to her goes straight through to her son it's her prayer It's very humble, it's very simple, and she recommends it, that's it. If she said, you must walk around the house three times a day on your hands, and that way you will save yourselves, that would be the way we would save ourselves, because she said, simply because she said so. She doesn't say anything so silly. What she does say is something very simple, very practical, a very useful way of praying. Because when the mind goes wool-gathering, which all of our human minds do, The fingers are still praying the beads, Mm -hmm. for instance. There's all kinds of reasons why the rosary very much fits poor old human nature. It engages the mind in thinking of the mysteries. It engages the mouth in reciting the prayers. It engages the hands, which are very mobile and distracting part of our nature, with the beads. And if we walk up and down, it engages our feet, which are another mobile part of our nature. It fits human nature. She says, pray the rosary and she says, pray the rosary for the Pope, for bishops and for priests. In other words, she's saying the real problem of today is not the poor Jews, not the poor Jews. The real problem is what's going on inside the Catholic Church, which is her son's church and which was designed by her son to be uh, the continuation of his incarnation. He would have to leave this life Otherwise, people wouldn't believe that he was anything more than a man. So he had to go back to heaven because he's God. But he uh, acts, continues to act through his church to tell the truth, to work miracles, to heal, to teach. That goes to his functions. They all are continued through the Catholic Church. And therefore, um, the prayer of the Catholic Church is the best prayer that she asks for in this in this wicked situation produced purely and simply by the wickedness of human beings. God is not guilty of what's going on on this earth. He knows what's going on, he sees it, and in his own good time, God's sight is the best sight. God's sight is the best time of all. God's time is the best time of all. Um, God will intervene, he's going to intervene, he's close to intervening. Between now and then, if you want to avoid the bombs and avoid the evil, above all the evil, which is flying around all over the place, and pray the rosary. The rosary prayed prayed safely and steadily by any human being, faithfully, steadily. It will put him on the wavelength of heaven. It will put him on the wavelength of Jesus and Mary. It will put him on the wavelength of saving his soul. And therefore, whatever happens around us, let any soul who sees what's going on any soul that's afraid of what's going on, any soul of what of, of what's afraid, who's afraid of what might happen to his family, any mother or father afraid of what might happen to the children, pray the Rosary, especially in the home and especially in the family, especially with the children. That's possible. It's not impossible if you want to. If you have no idea of the cath- cath- faith, no idea of um, of um, uh, the rosary, no idea of Our Lady, you can find out an awful lot on the internet if you got it, and how to pray the rosary, what the rosary is, in what it is, you can get hold of a rosary in most Catholic churches, and you can have, you probably have at least one Catholic friend who can explain to you how to pray the rosary, and if you haven't, the internet will explain to you how to the rosary, just like YouTube explains to you how to do any cooking. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, that's a uh, be- beautifully said. And we we have a lot of test B rosaries here in the Islamic world, and we love and revere Jesus Christ and pray to Him as the one true Messiah. Uh, we have accepted Jesus, as the one true Messiah, and so I, I pray that uh, God help you and your fellow uh, lovers of God and true Catholics to reform or bring back uh, the Catholic Church to the true will of God whatever that may be, and I, I don't pretend to have the last word on it. Uh, so thank you so much, and God bless you, Bishop Richard Williamson. I think you're a, a wonderful voice of truth, and God seems to be speaking through you quite a lot. Uh, and so keep up the good work. Bless you.
1: Very kind words. Thank you very much. And thank you for your prayers.
0: And yours I will, too. Um,
1: yep, yeah, I, <laughs> I will humbly pray for you. All yeah, right. That's thank you. Okay. All
0: right. Take care. God bless. bless.
1: Bye-bye.